Did you ever think of a friend that you haven't spoken to in a long time, and this friend randomly calls you out of the blue at that moment that led you to an awesome opportunity for you? Or you were in the middle of a major life decision and you saw or heard something that made you think of which way to go? I'm a firm believer that there is no such thing as a coincidence and that serendipities do lead to your success. I'm Amira Gad. I'm hosting this podcast because I've always had the most bizarre but hilarious serendipities and realized that what you resist persists. I'm interviewing successful individuals about their serendipities and how they led them to who they are now. Expect to be blown away by ironies, laugh, and also be inspired by their unique stories from this podcast every week. I hope you enjoy it and that it'll make you smile as well inspire you to pay attention to the doors that will lead you to your success. This is Amira, Serendipities to Success. I have someone very, very special today. Her name is Andrea Schultz. Andrea, hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? It's so great to be here. Yes, it's so great to see you too, because I feel like you are a very important person for a lot of people to be inspired by. And I look forward to our conversation because I have a lot of questions for you. Well, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Yes, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So first, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Yeah, no. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Andrea. I basically am a brand strategist. So I teach creatives how to break into the entertainment industry and specifically actors. I love helping actors really identify, you know, how they can be desirable and how they can become memorable through their brands. And I think that's so important because when we create our own opportunities and we are basically allowing ourselves room for owning who we are in this industry, that's when we can really come in a little bit more confident. So that's really my whole goal. That's awesome. I think a lot of people are going to be very excited to know that there's someone like you to help them because you just take someone like you or like any mentor to kind of, you know, save years of mistakes. And I'm pretty sure that in order for you to do something like this, you had to go through your own journey to kind of realize that you had to empower yourself at one time. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Like what made you think that you should do this? Honestly, it really stemmed from me getting to know who I was as an individual. So I had to really go back and figure out, okay, what is my driver's force in life? And when I asked myself, okay, what is the number one question that I get asked all the time, right? It sounds like a simple question, but it is actually very difficult to answer because you have to really look back at everything that you've done, you know, to really figure out, okay, what is it that God wants me to do? So when I kind of looked back at all of that, I realized that I was getting people asking me like, how did you get into the entertainment industry? And I would find myself becoming very passionate about helping them figure out what it was that they were also passionate about. So that's when I realized this is exactly what I want to do. And if I could wake up every single morning hearing a phrase like that, like, Andrea, you helped me get into this industry and you changed my life. Or Andrea, you helped me not commit suicide. It's phrases like that that keep me going. So 
if I don't hear that message, I know that I didn't do my job. And I think that everyone should go into this industry knowing what their driver's force is. So that way they can leave an impact and a legacy behind rather than just seeking and going out for fame. Wow. (laughs) You said passionate about it. You sounded very excited about this. Actually, in my former episode, we were talking about this. This is how you know. When you know, you know, is exactly when you feel that excitement inside of you. And we talked about helping others too. So it goes back again, you know, helping others, doing good for the world world, it does bring life to someone's soul, right? And obviously it excited you and you're doing something that you absolutely love, which is, you know, you're being a creative person in the entertainment industry, but then also you're adding the leadership part of it, which is really, really incredible. (laughs) Have you always known that you wanted to be in the entertainment industry? Oh, since I was a little girl. I mean, yeah, there's no question there at all. Um, I remember even when I was five years old, you know, I didn't have cable growing up at my house. And so I only had like KPBS, all the public channels. Yes. <laughs> and I remember I would, you know, when I would sleep over at my cousin's house, my cousins would have Disney Channel on. And I always got so fascinated by it, even though at home I couldn't really like watch those things. So I would kind of sneak a little, you know, a couple hours at my cousin's house. And I remember kind of just thinking like, oh, I wonder what other positions there are. Like what else is there, you know, at Disney, obviously, you know, I'm a little kid. I wouldn't say positions, but that definitely, you know, it got me curious. And I remember coming home and telling my mom that I actually watched Disney channel. You know, I obviously (laughs) didn't go out for a couple of weeks, but, um, (laughs) but my mom was very supportive, you know, in me asking her like, what else is there? And she told me, well, you don't have to be an actress to be, in this industry. Like you could strive to be the next CEO of Disney. And that made me very curious. And so I did a lot of research with my mom about what a CEO does. And that just inspired me to go, you know, for that dream. And so I would say one of the biggest things is listening to our child self, because I think we get lost in that path when we're kind of like growing up, we lose sight of what it is that excites us when we're children. And I never lost sight of that because the minute I said, I'm going to be the next CEO of Disney, you know, I've been working my way towards that. And I've had the support from my mom and my dad throughout these last couple of years. So that's just my advice on that. Well, you know, you brought up something very interesting, which is the inner child. And I think it's so important. I think as children, we know right away inside of us what we are, but we kind of bury it because of the new modern life. And we either lose it or forget about it. But deep down inside, we know there's something. That's why a lot of people are sad. It's because even if they're fulfilled and they have everything, but they're not doing what they love to do, then that sadness is there. It's because that inner child is screaming out, listen to me. And you've done exactly that, which makes you smart. So I love that. I love that you talked about this. You knew that this is what you wanted to do. And you want to find a way that instead of having just one direction, as in like being an actor, but there's more. And I realized you did work production in Disney. So you did make your dream come true. How did that happen? Well, you know, honestly, I would have to say, you know, those moments where you basically create this opportunity for yourself. It really started when I was just an audience member at America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, sweet. (laughs) So that was kind of how I got my start. And that kind of built the traction to get me to certain positions in the industry. And I remember one day, you know, when we were at this show taping, one of the producers actually approached me 
to play the game with Tom Bergeron. <laughs> and I remember getting myself prepared because I was just so excited, you know, to do that. And next thing I know, you know, we're in the middle of the show and the girl next to me gets a tap on her shoulder to go play the game. So what had happened was uh, one of the production assistants got really confused and thought that my long brunette hair was the girl next to me that also had long brunette hair. And so she went to go play, but I was totally fine with that because at that point it's like, okay, if this is how it's supposed to be, this is how it needs to be, right? So I kind of just let it go. And next thing I know, the producer actually came back to me apologizing. He was like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Let me make it up to you. I can have you come to another AFB taping. <laughs> and I remember using that opportunity to basically turn to him and say, better yet, I want a job here. It was an opportunity where instead of me asking for something that I know I could totally get, I used that opportunity to basically open up a door for conversation to be had. Yes! Right. Yes, that's what I'm oh. talking about. Yes. When opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. <laughs> yes, exactly. And next thing you know, that producer actually became a mentor of mine. And it took three months for me to build his trust and really, you know, show my authentic self to him. And once he kind of saw that I was really serious, that was when I got my first job in the industry. And from there, the rest is history. This is exactly <laughs> why you're here. I'm talking Talking about serendipities to success, I've explained before that success has, you know, different variables in order for the word success to come in fruition or in completion. You know, we all study, we all go to school, we all try to take like different certificates or degrees or the experiences and internships. But yeah. the variable about serendipities, which is it could be in different forms, whether it's a sign, whether it's an incident, whether it's something that you heard on the radio, this is where it fuels opportunities. And this is where we as people have to take advantage of the situation right away and jump on that opportunity. Otherwise, it's going to pass. And you did exactly. Exactly what I'm trying to tell people. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's funny, I didn't even know about this story and here we are, right? So yeah. when there is a situation, you can open up the doors yourself. And so with you, everything happened for a reason. Yes. Had you been chosen from the beginning instead of the other girl, the producer himself wouldn't have come to apologize to you to come again. That's and it right. would have been just like a game and that's it. Maybe you wouldn't have thought about it at that moment. But like this mistake happened. So that way it kind of triggers something in you. And you did something which a lot of people might not do, which is you braved it. Yes. Do you remember at that moment, it was easy for you or was it out of your comfort zone? Honestly, it was easy for me. Yeah, I think the reason why it was so easy for me is because ever since I was little, I mean, I was always the person that would be like, okay, I'm just going to go do it. And if someone shuts me down, I'll try again later. Like I never let fear get in the way. Like I always have this saying, like, I don't really think that fear is meant for us to truly be afraid of it, I think we need to embrace that fear because that's usually a sign that you're supposed to go and do it. And that's always just been something that like deep down inside I've known. But when I didn't get chosen, I remember, you know, at first it, my human self would be like, oh man, that sucks. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. But then I recognize, wait, this is an opportunity. This is great. I'm happy that this person got this, you know, opportunity to play the game with Tom. Maybe they really needed that moment, you know, oh, and nice I didn't you. need it. And I believe in the synergy of good intentions. You have mm-hmm. good intentions and you wished well for others, even though if you didn't, and it came yeah. back to you threefolds or even more, right? Oh, a hundred percent. And yeah. people believe in oh, that, just letting it go. And I believe in self-competition, but like competing with others, in a very malicious way, it's not a good way to go. It doesn't live yeah. out for a long. Even if you win at the beginning, it kind of crumbles. You did exactly what we should all do as humans with each other, which is you were happy for the other person who got it. And then look what happened. He ended up coming to you. He became your mentor. That's yeah. a dream, right? That's very, very inspiring. And I love also that you talked about fear. I never thought of fear as a sign. I always thought, okay, yeah, when you have pain in your body, that's an indication that you have to kind of take care of it. Mm-hmm. It signal of there's something wrong and you have to correct it. I love how you looked at it this way, that fear is a sign for an opportunity. That's actually incredible, Andrea, to think about. I never thought about it. I like to be brave, but there's a lot of situations where I'm always fearful. I do get fearful a lot when I make certain decisions, like especially with big ones. So to see you talking about it in a very chill way actually inspires me. Like, yes, I got to let it go. Oh, I'm so glad. That's good. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. You know, and I hope it inspires the listeners too. You know, it's okay to be scared, right? And sometimes like you're going to get opportunities that may not happen. And there's a reason behind that as well. Or sometimes things will be taken away from us that we're like, oh no, I'm so sad that I lost this opportunity. I'm putting quotes around that because- yeah. Could be anything, yeah. Yeah, and honestly- It's really about recognizing that that actually is a positive thing because it's leaving room for you to have other opportunities that are 10 times better. I always have this saying like, God definitely takes away things from you that he knows aren't going to serve you. Yeah, You have to listen to what he's saying because if you don't see those little signs, then you're going to be stuck repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again. And I think now as an adult, I would say I was wise then, but I feel like I'm a lot wiser now, you know? Because you see it clearly. You see how everything should work in a very clear way. And you're saving a lot of years. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the name of your new company for actors? And you have that passion to help actors. So tell us the name of it. And I have a very interesting question for you. Absolutely. So the name of my company is actually Network Smart and the program within it is Actors Brand Academy. And so that has been so much fun to put together because I've already seen so many of my students that have gone through the program, you know, create opportunities of their own. And it's just so rewarding as a teacher, you know, just be like, wow, they're implementing everything that I've taught them. And just to kind of see them be a version of yourself, I think is really what it comes down to when you are teaching someone. It's got little ones running around everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you're kind of like living through them. Well, you said implementation. I mean, if they learn something from you and you're teaching them, they wouldn't have their own success unless they implement what you say. And what I love about that is like, first of all, you're very young. And then second, I have seen your mentees being successful. Can you tell us about a couple of successes that your students have had? Because I've seen it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I actually, one of our actors was very stagnant 
for a long time and they were SAG. It's just that their brand was not in alignment with their morals, their values, everything that they had intended to kind of like showcase to their audience. And so when we kind of looked back at everything that they had developed, there were a lot of gaps that were missing. And so, yeah, sure, they were getting auditions, but it wasn't true to what it was that they really wanted in their life. And I remember when we kind of, you know, took a step back and we reverse engineered everything, then that was when we were able to kind of develop a very concrete and customized journey for them. And they got new headshots, demo reels that were in alignment with the hero's journey that we talked about. And from there, they actually auditioned for Euphoria on HBO Max, and they ended up getting the uh, role of Ethan's dad. Oh my God. God. Oh my God. This was less than three months of work together. Yes. So that's just one. Yes. Which means whatever you're doing is working. And how did this person feel? Oh my gosh. It's so beyond ecstatic because (laughs) after that, the ball started to really roll for them. And the thing is you have to stay consistent. That is the biggest key like to everything. So once you kind of have that foundation laid, right, it's so much easier for it to not collapse because the foundation is so strong as opposed to it being like, okay, let me just play this character just to maybe get an opportunity somewhere else. Now, like all of my students like go with purpose, right? So like, I'm so excited for them because, you know, now it's just up to them to make sure that they always go back to that foundation in order to continue seeing even more success from here forward. So yeah. How did this person find out about you? Okay. Ironic. It was really funny. So actually my fiance lives right next door to them. Okay. Um, so (laughs) So they actually heard about me and then that was when they, uh, uh, they were like, okay, I'm really curious. What See, coincidence. This is exactly yeah. <laughs> what I'm talking about. Serendipity. Yeah. Serendipity tends to bring like-minded people to each other. I feel like it's a magnet that solves solutions or glue people together in a situation in order for it to happen. Yeah. In my opinion, I feel like serendipity is meant for all of us to help solve the pieces of puzzles that are missing in our life. Mm-hmm. And this is what I believe in. You were, for the longest time, were thinking about how can you help other people who needed your help and this person in his mind or her mind were thinking I need help Mm -hmm. I don't know where to go but I need help and the middle person is your fiance where he brought you guys to each other it's meant to be it's like very kismet right it should have happened 10 years ago it wouldn't have worked Mm -hmm. it worked when he really desperately needed that help and he wanted it from his soul and it, it worked when you are ready to give him the mentorship that he needed he was ready yeah you're right that's the perfect way of saying that because he was ready and willing to listen. Willing, yes. Yeah, willing to listen. Because the thing is that like, whatever he was already doing, it wasn't working. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've noticed with a lot of actors is that, you know, they're like, why am I not getting to the next level? Why am I only just getting auditions? And, you know, yeah, I'm getting some gigs, but it's not really pushing me to the next step. And it's really, it really does come down to whether or not you have 
have a good understanding of what your brand is. And I tell my students this all the time. If you want to succeed in the entertainment industry, you have to think like an entrepreneur. You just, you cannot think just like an artist, yes. right? Yes. Both have to come hand in hand. And if you don't know how to sell the product, which is you, right? You're never really going to get people on board buying your product. And it's the same thing with looking for agents or managers. Yeah, that's great. That is one way to go. But, you know, if you don't have the right agent or you don't have the right manager that understands what your brand is, or they don't know how to sell that brand, you're going to just be put on that roster. So like, I always tell my students, like, be very picky because you're giving away your percentages, you know, to people that probably just consider you another number or they don't believe in your product. So, you know, be conscious of all of those things. Be conscious. So how would you advise them to be conscious? I would say be picky, you know, take your time. Like you don't need to rush just because someone else is, you know, process is going a lot quicker than you. We're all at our own pace. You know, I get a lot of people asking me like, am I too old, you know, to get into the entertainment industry? It's the typical question that I always get asked. And I'm I like, thought about that for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always say, no, you're not. I mean, look at Morgan Friedman. I mean, he began his career, you know, late in his journey and he made it. Our path is all different. If you keep looking at the competition, I'm putting quotes around that again too, but if if you look at the competition, you're never going to really see what other opportunities there are for yourself. So the competition, like you said earlier, Amira, really should be your own competition with yourself. That's really where it needs to stem from. And I think that that's something I would advise people, you know, don't compare yourself to others and just be patient with your journey. Absolutely. And then going back to saying, be conscious, you had the consciousness in you ever since you were a little girl, which is really nice. I love that. Thank you. Uh, since you were thinking about the entertainment industry and you probably had dreams about meeting certain people and whatnot, now that you're in the entertainment industry, have you met someone you never thought you would meet and you ended up meeting them? Okay. So <laughs> this is my favorite topic in the entire world. I think I look at those things differently than most people because I, and to answer your question, Amira, there's many people I'd love to meet, but I think the biggest part is for me personally, I've always been the individual that cares more about meeting someone authentically yeah. and not really worrying about their title. Yeah, because yeah. I think our industry has this thing where, you know, oh, you're a producer for so-and-so or you have amassed to this level. And it's like, why can't we just all treat each other as equals? You know, we're all human. And so I really am just ecstatic to just meet someone and get to know their uh, personality, right? So like, that's the biggest thing for me. But I would have to say the most inspiring individual that I've met is actually Tom Bergeron. Oh, really? And wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very fortunate to have or even call him a mentor of mine because I remember asking him early on in my career, I said, what do you do if people don't like you in this industry? And he said to me, Andrea, the only opinion that matters is your own opinion of yourself. Nice. He's like, you're gonna have a lot of people in this industry that do not like you. And that's just part of the process. But as long as you allow those things to be left 
left in your mind, then you're giving them the power. So I always kind of just like go back to that. And I remember, okay, if I have anyone that I do meet, I just have to remember to be true to myself in that process. So I'm always curious because I believe in manifestation. And so I feel like if you, ever since you were a little girl and your inner child had this active imagination, and especially now you worked for Disney and you were curious about Disney. And I wanted to see if you ever had a thought or a feeling that came into life later on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm trying to encourage people to do that, to visualize in order to manifest. So it's so important. I mean, everything that you're saying is so key. I mean, to success, literally like listen to what Amir is saying, because <laughs> when she says manifesting, manifesting so powerful. I mean, I did when I was little have a dream board, I guess is what we would call it today. I didn't know that it was a dream board, but I remember cutting out Oprah Winfrey on there, you know, wanting to look like Jessica Alba. Uh. <laughs> so I would cut her picture out or I'd be like, okay, Disney or whatever. But I used to have all those things and I look back at it and I accomplished all of the things that I did put onto that dream board. So manifesting is a huge part of finding that success because now you can visually see it in front of you. So it makes it more tangible. Makes it more tangible or you make the intangible tangible. Yeah. And you turn it into reality, whether you are conscious about it or subconscious about it, I feel. That's right. Yeah. As long as it's around you or in you, right? (laughs) Now, speaking of manifestation, did you ever had a strong intuition about something, whether it was good or bad, and it created like this opportunity for you or it saved you from something? Oh man, you're asking all the tough questions here. (laughs) (laughs) So to answer your question, I would have to say that this was actually a really good lesson. So I had the opportunity uh, recently to pitch a project to a certain network. I won't mention exactly what network that was. And I remember before that meeting, we had to really understand how we were going to approach the situation, right? And I remember looking at the team and hearing what they were saying, and I felt in my gut that we were missing something. And so I went to go like do my research as you should do, of course, before you go to any meeting is do your research. So I did my research, got a better understanding of the direction of where, you know, the network was going. And once I kind of had that I figured out exactly what it was that we needed to answer for our pitch. But when I had brought that up to the table, because I was the youngest in the group, Mm -hmm. no one wanted to take my word seriously. So instead of me getting all upset and huffy and puffy that they weren't listening to me, I just said what I needed to say. And I let them prepare for what they needed to do. And so when it came time for the day of the actual pitch, I got to observe everything that was going on. And so when I was listening to everything that was being said, I remember that they just continued to talk about them the entire time. And they didn't leave room for this network, the network people to ask their questions. And when one specific question came to the table, it had to do with the direction of where they were going and how our project would actually be in alignment with that and how they could figure out not having two of the same type of shows, I guess you could say. And that was the point that I had brought up. Wow. (laughs) I remember they just were frozen. They didn't have any response 
or they didn't even catch what it was that was being asked of them. And, you know, going back and reflecting on that situation, they recognized it after the matter. But the thing is that sometimes even being a woman in this industry can be very difficult. Yeah. And I think that you also have gone through some situations of your own, like in the music industry, because it's not easy. Yeah. The same falls in the film industry and TV as well. You know, we sometimes have to learn how to kind of go through some of those situations and find our own voices in different ways. And sometimes the things that we do say get taken from us as well. And they get taken as credit from other people. And it's all the time. Yes. (laughs) All the time. And so moments like that, where you kind of have to just embrace what's going on and you have to speak up for yourself. And I think that was one thing that I didn't have that ability years ago where I would just sit and I would just end up sitting and listening to what they would say. And I wouldn't speak up. And I think like now as an adult, I'm so happy that I don't stay quiet when it is my idea, or I do have a concept or a thought about something. Because I am trying to be and set an example for my students as well. You know, when they go out and try to, you know, create these opportunities for themselves, they're going to come around people like that, unfortunately, in this industry. So they have to be assertive. They do. Yeah. So how do you think you would have approached this matter now that it's after? Do you think you would have done the same thing or you would have done something more in order for them to hear you? I think that no matter how loud my voice would have been, it still would not have, you know, shined through because they weren't willing to hear it. Yeah. They learned a lesson through you. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes you have to put your ego down. Yeah. And some people are not going to be big enough to put that ego away. And that's not your fault. That's just a reflection of their own insecurity. So I think that's the biggest lesson is really be aware that whatever someone else says is usually a reflection of themselves. Yes, for sure. But good on you. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be listening to you from now on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how you earn it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're still young. And I guess situations like this shows your strength and your gut feeling feeling was right. Mm-hmm. And the only way to prove it was for a situation like this to happen. You know? Absolutely. But absolutely, I wanted to bring up a couple more things. Now that you're in this industry, you probably are familiar with Jeanette McCurdy and her new book and how she was Sam and iCarly and the things that she had to go through. We only know about her because she spoke up, but there's a lot of people who probably have been through that. What would you tell little kids who were once at your age when you had that dream of being in the entertainment industry, but they started early. And now that you're coaching them, I don't know how young your clients are, but probably you're going to end up having younger clients very soon. But how would you advise the parents or the kids who might be listening, you never know, to follow their intuition and navigate if there's something that is not right, that it's okay to speak up? Yeah. You know, that goes back to like the Me Too movement. It really does. You know, and that was a huge door opener for people to be able to uh, speak up around things that they weren't comfortable in. I mean, I've even had my own situations as well in this industry. I won't go into too much detail there, but you know, I do have a lot of moms and dads that want to have their kids in the entertainment industry that do come up to me and ask me similar questions around that. And I always tell them, said, you know, consider yourself momager and dadager. <laughs> yes. Right. Because 
you are the voice for your child. Like they're going to learn, they're going to be independent one day, or they might be independent in certain areas within the industry already, or certain parts of the marketing or, you know, creativity, all of that stuff. But as parents, you know, I always say that it's so important for you to be involved in everything, you know, when it comes to the acting career, because some of that could also include like maybe situations on set that the child's not comfortable with. And you've got to be their voice because maybe somebody might tell them they have to do it. And I think that's a conversation that every parent should have with their child is that you don't have to do something that you're not comfortable with. That's so important. Or maybe there's a contractual issue, right? And that's where momager and dadager got to come in and really make sure, okay, are they being paid? fairly? Are they being overworked? Okay, so how do we need to navigate this or these types of situations? You know, you always want to lean on someone. And I think children should be leaning on their parents, you know, especially early on, if you're 18 and under, definitely have someone that can at least guide you through that process. And it doesn't mean that you're losing your independence. It just means that you have a second pair of ears that will help you through. Some sort of protection and security if the parents care enough about that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. yes. <laughs> I know, I know. So one of my last questions would be, you mentioned a fiance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell us about your story with him. Did you always dream about someone like him and it happened? So tell us. <laughs> I so love stories. I used to have a little journal <laughs> and I would put, you know, all of these different qualities that I wanted in my significant other. And I actually just pulled it out recently, not too long ago, just to kind of Sweet. see, man, yes. what was little Andrea thinking, you know, before <laughs> she found her fiance. And there's an exercise actually that really helped me because I had gone through a lot of situations previously before Matt and I got together. But I remember looking back at that list when I pulled it out and I said, okay, I want a man who's confident or I want a man who's genuine. That helped me recognize that I was a mere reflection of what I was attracting in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of took that moment to do this exercise where I took those phrases and I basically turned it around and I said, how is Andrea being genuine to herself? Mm -hmm. How is Andrea being kind to herself? You see what I'm saying? So it's almost kind of like that opportunity. And the minute I really sat down with those statements was when Matt came into my life. Sweet. Right? So I actually had known Matt for 13 years. Um, so quite a bit of time, but yes. <laughs> I, I wasn't 100% positive of who I was as an individual yet in that sector of my life, right? But, you know, I had to go through some trials and tribulations as well. And so did he. And I think once we kind of had that opportunity to look within ourselves, that was really when God put us together. Yeah. Oh my God. Chills. I love it. (laughs) Yes. So I think the key is to work on oneself first, complete yourself first. The other person has to be complete on their own as well in order for you guys to be together. Yeah. You said it right. Or fulfilled. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's exactly it. 
yeah. He's like, <laughs> he just walked in. And he's he like, walking by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's gonna know about you around the world <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> oh my goodness well andrea this has been so nice how can people contact you well i have an instagram page that you can go and follow if you're interested in actors brand academy you can follow me at at actors brand academy and if you want to follow me personally, I have also at Andrea C and then Schultz. So that's at A-N-D-R-I-A and then C and then S-C-H-U-L-T-Z. Well, Andrea, this has been a very, very inspiring talk with you. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be very inspired when they listen to this episode. Thank you, Amira. No, seriously, thank you so much for having me and for continuing to inspire your viewers and listeners. I think that that's so key. You know, we talked about passion today and I can already tell like how passionate you are about sharing these different types of stories. So thank you for having me as your guest. Yeah, I hope to inspire somebody to be happy and to be uplifted and you know that it's doable and nothing is impossible. And also to the listeners, I believe in serendipity. So just keep on chasing them or actually not chase them. Let them come to you. <laughs> okay, Andrea, well, have a nice day and everybody will talk to you soon. Bye. I love chatting with Andrea on this episode. You can reach out to Andrea on Instagram at Actors Brand Academy or Andrea C. Schultz. Here are some of Andrea's takeaways. Know your driving force, make an impact and leave a legacy, listen to your child self, visual boards help in manifesting your wishes, create opportunities for yourself and the rest will follow by serendipities. If something is supposed to be, it needs to be. Use opportunities to ask what you want and open up doors for conversations. Fear is usually a sign that means you're supposed to do it. If one door closes, that means a better door is meant for you to open. So losing an opportunity is positive. If you don't see it that way, you will be stuck repeating the same mistakes over and over again. Serendipity are meant to happen to solve the missing pieces in our lives and glue people to each other to solve a problem. Be conscious by being picky and taking your time. Everyone's path is different, so be your own competition and don't compare yourself with others. The only opinion that matters is your opinion about yourself. Manifesting is so powerful. And follow your gut and speak up for yourself. See you next time.